0: hi it's greg and lucky and this is our podcast if you don't catch us from five to nine this is
1: what you missed well robert de niro is welcome to baby number seven that seven and his age are combined because he's <laughs> 79 wow well, at least him and the baby will uh be able to share diapers <laughs> <laughs> it's already in the budget yeah He's got uh, six other kids, and um, his oldest is 51. Okay. And then 46, wow. then a set of twins at 27 years of age, and uh, two with his second wife, aged 25 and 11. Well, there'll be babysitters, Ooh. I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if the 51 year old really wants to be babysitting either. No. <laughs> I mean, no. Maybe his grandkids can babysit this one.
1: Yeah, and obviously his girlfriend, a woman named Tiffany Chen, is a producer in Hollywood, uh, uh, very much a part of uh, of the industry, and has done quite well for herself. So she, maybe she was just at a point of like, well, I want a kid. I wonder what so. his
0: kids think, though. Dad, good for you. <laughs> Not a chance.
1: It's... They think one more name in the damn will. Exactly. I got to <laughs> split this seven ways now <laughs> with a bloody toddler yeah. and the mom. Yeah. Um. It seems that a lot of books, a lot of stuff being deleted, edited, revised due to what is considered uh, offensive by today's standards. And Tom Hanks is not okay with that. He says, I'm of the opinion that we're all grown-ups here. Let's have faith in our own sensibilities as opposed to having somebody decide what we may or may not be offended by. Let me decide what I'm offended by and what I'm not offended by. I would be against reading any book from any era. That says abridged due to modern sensitivities. Mm. Now, he just released his first novel, another major motion picture masterpiece. And his own publisher, Penguin Random House, is behind censoring of books. So that's interesting that he's got a book. Right. With a publishing house who is doing exactly what he's against. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I'm with you. I, uh, I'm with him on this. I, I understand that... Um, you know, there are things that happened and written in the past, but that was the past at a time when many things were acceptable that we know are not acceptable now. But that's a good learning tool, not something you should just get rid of. Mm-hmm. Learning from past mistakes. That's right. Look, if you lived in the 1700s, you'd be an a-hole just as much as they were. <laughs> and people a hundred years from now are going to look back at us and we're going to look like all a-holes. Right. Just learn and move forward. So now Donald Trump can add to his resume: slum lord, only person ever to crush a casino, and by crush I mean lose it. Worst president ever, and a sex offender. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't. It's not
0: down as a as a criminal offense necessarily. He wasn't found guilty of it. He was found liable, which is a bit different. Mm-hmm. It, 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 charges were brought up, or the case was brought up, but it wasn't. Uh, the criminal case because the statute of limitations had been given up. Instead, right. this was, you know, um, about the liability towards it and defamation. And that's why he's got a $5 million payout. To
1: and, I, and I think more important in this story is everybody should be giving E. Jean Carroll a huge round of applause because she's stuck with her story even when people wouldn't believe her. Right. And she, she's been going at this since like 1999 or something. So...
0: Yeah, it, well, it happened. Yeah, what, 96, I think it happened. And so, yeah. and, um, you know, she had a couple of people testify, uh, that, uh, she had told them about it right away mm-hmm. when it happened. Uh, she had a couple of other uh, people testify on her behalf that said they also had been assaulted by Donald Trump in the past. Um, and then, you know, Trump's, uh, side and his lawyers, they, they claim that this never happened and that she was doing it. Uh, for her own fame of course Um, and uh, and the spin on all of this is what makes it you know of course the the interesting question what does this do uh, to the reputation or the effect or the possible nomination of Donald Trump as the uh, uh, Republican nominee for the next presidency and and you know many say this will probably only boister uh, among his base because He is claiming it's a, you know, a crack, uh, an attack on him by the uh, you know the Democratic left uh, that uh, that wants to uh, to diminish him and attack him. Uh, he claims he wasn't given a chance to defend himself, which is not true. He didn't even show up. He didn't show up, and he was invited to show up. The the judge even uh, extended a deadline for him to come back from his golf course in Ireland mm-hmm. to uh, to show up to testify on his own behalf. He didn't. Plus, his deposition. Was used in court um, where he was, you know, asked questions about not only that this case, but you know, other comments. He doubled down on the uh, grab him by the uh, p in his in his deposition and said, "Yeah, that happens for celebrities." Jesus, and he uh and then his uh, one of the the famous lines of this one was he said he couldn't have assaulted her because she wasn't his type
1: right but then she ended up he got her confused with a photo of his ex wife the prosecutors showed him a a photo of
0: Eugene Carroll in the 90s and he confused it for Marla Maples. <laughs>
1: What a pant look. What an absolute pant load. But yeah, he'll still run that party, that's for sure, because they are just gone off the uh, loony bin. Anyhow, yeah, it's no shock. He's whining and crying once again, because he is a whining little biatch. We're not far off of Mother's Day here. It's uh, this Sunday. Now, uh, are your boys uh, now at an age where they... Take care of this, or do you have to kind of pull them aside and say, "Ah, oh, boys, it's Mother's Day on Sunday." Uh, I've already given one reminder. Uh
0: huh. Um, I will probably have to give another one. Yeah. Uh, in the in the coming days, uh, Christian, to his credit, uh, we were out at the mall. Uh, I was there were the boys. Evan wanted to go with some buddies, and Christian and I were just hanging out and walking around. And he stopped and he bought his mom a gift. Oh, that's good. Used his own money. Wow and uh he said i'm i want to buy mom this and so he uh he went out nice yeah
1: how old christian now christian's uh 12 12 nice yeah good on him yeah we're gonna be yeah well it's, it's weird because even with my boys well i just took the youngest off to the airport yesterday so he's gone he won't be here for mother's day but my oldest it's still kind of a thing of uh, like are you planning on doing right. anything for your mother yeah. You know, or do I have to, like, what are we doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have to live with
0: her. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, as much as she's not your mom, mm. right, she's still the mother of your children. And so you've got to make sure that they're yeah. organized with something.
1: That's right. Yeah, no, we've always had this discussion, like when it's coming around to Father's Day, I'll say, uh, well, what are you doing for me? And she'll say, well, you're not my father. And I'll say, well, no, I'm not, but I'm your daddy. (laughs) Right. Yeah, and then we have a good giggle and we continue to ignore each other. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting because a lot of mothers say they drop hints in conversations To let their partners know what Mother's Day gift they want. Now, okay, if you've got young children, then sure, probably you say it to the dad so that then he goes and gets it and puts the kid's name on it. Yeah. But then a lot of men say they will get their spouse a Mother's Day gift. I guess maybe it's just a acknowledgement of, hey, you're the mother of our children, so here's something. Uh Uh-huh. But it is, I've always been, and Maria's been this way, too. Like, we just don't do anything for each other. When the kids were young, yes, we bought the gifts, but it's not my responsibility. Right. She's not my mom. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
0: I, I, it, it's much in line with the push present for uh, yeah, when was babies annoying. are born. Is that still a thing? I, I think so. Oh. I don't know. And and those, I'm sure those who are buying push presents are already got their Mother's Day. Oh, sure.
1: (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Didn't she just get the biggest present of her life? uh, Some of her woohoo? Right. Um,
0: Yeah, it doesn't always work like that. But uh, what doesn't always work like that? They don't see it as that. Oh, I see. Um, But what is interesting about Mother's Day, uh, for men especially, is that. It is the precursor. It happens before Father's Day. Yeah. So at least there's some reciprocation to be had. Much like, you know, if you're a guy like me who doesn't really partake in Valentine's Day, Mm. you can't come around on March 14th and say, hey, it's my turn on Steak and BJ Day. Right.
1: Well, yeah. And I mean, I've always found it interesting with you because I assume you do something for your mom. I, I I find it interesting with you that you will not acknowledge Valentine's, the day that's supposed to be something towards the woman you supposedly said you'll love for the rest of your life. Right. You'll fawn all over your mother, though, on Mother's Day. Right. But won't over your own wife on Valentine's Day. This is this a Freudian type thing you're, <laughs> no, uh, you're slipping just, in here? i just, it's just It's not on. that I
0: don't acknowledge that Valentine's Day exists. I just refuse to partake <laughs> in the but Hallmark version of
1: isn't it. Isn't Mother's Day the same thing? What's it's a made-up thing. Right. It's another Hallmark holiday. Right. As is Father's Day. Uh-huh. So why are you willing to do that and not Valentine's? Well, because in terms of your love of
0: that person, you also have an anniversary that you celebrate.
1: Do you acknowledge that? I do
0: acknowledge Whoa. that there was a day that we... <laughs> she was fortunate enough to marry
1: me. No, they didn't. Yeah, Uh, I don't know. Listen, at the end of the day, when moms are asked, most of them say the same thing men say. We'd like others that day to take care of household chores, other tasks, so we can put up our feet and relax. Right. That's all I've ever said on Father's Day. Just leave me the hell alone. I wonder, like for me, uh, you know, the worst thing my
0: kids could say on Father's Day is, Dad, we want to take you golfing. Mm. Because... You know, that's like New Year's. It's it's for the oh, amateurs, sure. and right? They,
1: and they, but they would think that. that Daddy loves to golf. Daddy, Daddy
0: loves to golf. Let's go spend seven hours on the golf right, course because right. it's Father's Day. Um, when, you know, I don't I don't need to do that because, one, I play whenever I want to play elsewhere. And I play with them all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I wonder if you know for Mother's Day, it's kind of the same thing. Like, oh God, just don't take me to the brunch <laughs> when everyone and their uncle yeah. and aunt and mom are uh, are all out doing the same thing.
1: You know, I I think certainly for moms, and I, I I know of my wife, as long as it's acknowledged, if the if the boys and if David were to call. And just say I love you, mom. Thinking about you today. And if Daniel were to give her a big hug and say I love you, it would be. It would all be right. good. I mean, the just idea, the, acknowledge- the good
0: idea behind the brunch is at least it's not like, Hey, ma, cook me something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Or we made you something. You clean it up. So what time are you going to your mom's for lunch on Mother's <laughs> Day? <laughs> Whatever she tells me, she made something.
1: There's a guy on uh, TikTok. He does an interesting thing. He takes songs. And he uh, plays them backwards. And then it's, uh, and then people try to guess what the song is. Oh, okay. So here's an example. Let's see if you can figure out what this song is. Oh, okay.
2: Is there a way to have it? Yeah. yeah. That's good,
1: eh? Right. Cool. Yeah. It's a good little game. You know, people have a lot of time on their hands. Um, tipping is getting very difficult. Uh, there's a thing now called tipping fatigue. It's where we're sick of constantly, constantly being asked to leave a tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a big write-up about how we're being asked to leave tips at everything now, including self self-checkouts. <laughs> What? Someone bought a bottle of water at a self-checkout kiosk. Come on. And it asked him if they wanted to leave a 10 or 20% tip. Uh, someone grabbed a beer from a self-serve fridge at a baseball park, and it asked them to leave a tip. Right. The guy said he was confused because he didn't know where the money was going, but he still left 20%. Wow. The companies that run these say the money does go to the employees, but it just feels weird to leave a tip. When no one's actually doing anything for you. Yeah, someone had to stock that
0: machine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and to be honest, it is really crazy to me now how that tip, like the automated tip uh, choices have risen as well. Where you know it started out, you want to leave like uh ten, twelve fifteen percent sort So, it was like fifteen, eighteen, twenty percent now some of them start at eighteen or like twenty
1: five percent pretty much you're gonna have like a hundred percent tip
0: coming up in the next couple of years,
1: and it is funny who we deem needs a tip and who doesn't like. I haven't taken anything to the dry cleaner in a long time, but I, I wouldn't necessarily tip my dry cleaner after I picked up my suit. Right. And yet he's washed my suit for me. Yes. But you, we will hand money over to a guy who simply cracks open a beer for us.
0: Right. Well, a lot of us won't. <laughs> Unfortunately, many will hand it over to the girl who cracks that beer, but less to the guy.
1: It's same with... Um... Well, that's true. Where, where did we hear the story about a, a golf course having dudes running the carts? And right. It was a disaster. Yeah. Uh, you told us that story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, 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 I'm always torn with the the sandwich places. Like they, they're standing there. I'm standing right in front of them. They're making my sandwich. They're actually doing something. So why am I not tipping them? But I'm tipping somebody who just carried my food to me. Yeah, I guess um you know, much like the dry cleaner, I go I approach it as
0: is this the service that I literally paid them for? Right? Like I went in to get my clothes dry cleaned and I paid for the dry cleaning of my clothes. Right. To me that includes the service of doing it. Much like when I go for a burrito or my sub, I go and I pay for the sub that is the service that I've paid for, them making that sub. I wouldn't think of tipping at McDonald's because I've gone in and just picked up the food that I paid for and left. Tipping in a restaurant, a little bit different for me because I'm eating there and they're providing the service not only of the food, which I pay for, but the service of serving me.
1: I guess. I'm, I'm still not. I mean, I...
0: Like hey, I don't uh, know, one I'm still the, torn. Tip is uh, to ensure prompt service, right? That is right. tips, and, uh, and and I think the service element is what you're paying for when you. That's the tip, is the service element of it.
1: See, I always like the, uh, and I'm I'm not one of these people because I don't have the money to do it. But you see the the, the people who stroll around and they just tip everybody. Yeah, you know, whatever's going on here's oh. here's five bucks. Love to have that kind of uh, yeah. bankroll, but we don't. Now, speaking of restaurants, you uh, this isn't good for you. One of your favorite restaurants might be leaving this country. What? Yes, they've already closed shops across, uh, I think, in Vancouver. Uh, they had um, quite a few of them. Uh, now, they still have a local one here, but there's one in Oakville that just got uh, the chains on the door and it's done. And there's other locations in Ontario that are packing up and going back south. What is that? Your garlic parm place. Oh, really? Could be wings up. Come on. Yep. I uh, am one who hates talking on the phone for long periods of time. I'll take a quick call, get okay. it done. But I going to th- say, you're normally a talker rather than a texter. No, yeah. no, no, I'll text. I you mostly like leaving text. messages? I do like leaving messages, that's for sure. I, I, you know what, I've kind of given up on that now. I haven't done it in a while because nobody ever listens to them. Right. Or I'm in the middle of leaving a long-winded message and you call me back. Gotcha. So, no, but uh, I really, and I, I've got, like, i got a buddy who just loves to gab on the phone, like, endlessly. Mm. Now he drives a, a dump truck for a living, so I guess he's got a lot of time to, to be gabbing. Gotcha. But I'll see, I'll look at my phone and his name will come up. And I'll go, well, I don't have an hour and a half here. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I got one of those, too. Yeah. And now I got to tell him this because maybe it'll he'll uh, lay off the phone calls. You can suffer higher blood pressure by spending just 30 minutes on the phone a week. Wow. Yeah. A 12-year study has found that spending just 30 minutes talking on the phone each week can lead to a risk of higher blood pl- pressure, and that's... Total minutes, not just a 30-minute call.
0: I would think I get a higher blood pressure, uh, like, texting or, more importantly, looking at social media on my phone than I would talking on it. Mm. Although, mind yeah, you, I guess, I guess if I'm involved in a long phone call, it's it's either, yeah, you know, the one buddy who calls once in a blue moon, but it's, uh, and by the half-hour mark, you're so annoyed that you <laughs> want to get off of it. <laughs> Or it's dealing with some company and customer service that you've been on the phone for over half an hour, and you're so annoyed that your blood pressure is rising.
1: I must say, my new, and maybe this is why I'm off the, the voicemail because uh, my cell phone has the uh, the little microphone on it, and so I can uh, talk a text. Yeah, record a, a message, and then you'll hear it. And and uh, I think people are listening to those. I believe they are. I mean, I, I'm going two and three hours long. Do
0: those disappear? After a certain time?
1: I don't know. Not sure. No, I think like they line up in your text window. If you don't play it
0: right away or if you really try to go back and listen to it,
1: will it be gone? I would hope not. Because You're like Mission Impossible? Yeah, I don't think so. I hope they're there forever. Right. I mean, you need a long time to listen to my long one. <laughs> it's like watching The Irishman. <laughs>
0: Why couldn't he just type out directions? I'm going to go back and listen to the whole thing again. Yeah.
1: Speaking of making phone calls, I had to call our uh, doctor Downer. Oh yeah, the other day, just leave, and 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 to see if I could get in and see him, and um, with his secretary, who's a very nice lady. That's a long message that they leave. Well, that's a it's shortened now. Okay, but I I always feel like I've got to tell her in the message because they never pick up. They always just get back to you, right? Which is fine. She's she's pretty quick at it. She gets back to you pretty fast. Yeah, but. You know, I had to leave her the message of why yes. I needed to see Dr. Downer. And sometimes you don't want to share that, no. especially with a woman. No, but you want to justify the need. Like,
0: you want to feel like you're
1: ranking yourself high
0: on the emergency True. basis to get that call back. Kind of like, don't sweat the small stuff. Like, you're you yeah. know, you're not going to go up and say, uh, you know, I got, a, I got a tickle in my throat, right? Yeah. I'd like to see the doctor. If you come straight out with, you know... There's a lump down there. Then well, this is the problem. Perhaps you're going to get scheduled in a little faster.
1: Well, yeah, and and it's just parts of the body you never want to be leaving messages. Yeah, it, it is know, awkward. The the pooper's plugged. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 what, what, what? <laughs> this isn't Roto Rooter. Can you send Doctor Downer to my house? I'm stuck <laughs> here in the bathroom. <laughs> he joins us on the line, the Godfather of the Grill for Halinda's meets. Good morning, Ted.
2: Good morning, Craig. Good
1: morning, Lucky. Morning, Teddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. Getting ready. Life. We're opening the joint tomorrow. Yeah, life always works out for our Teddy reader. Tomorrow is supposed to be sunny and 25. A perfect day to open the joint.
2: Oh, it's gonna be tasty. Gonna be tasty. It's gonna be rough too, right? You Go ahead. in a restaurant every year, I open a restaurant. Well, it's not happened? like we just stay
1: open, right? Yeah, that's right. You're not open 12 months a year, so it's like uh, starting up a car, an old classic yeah. car at the beginning of the summer. you got to let it uh, warm up before you hit the gas too hard.
2: That's it. But we're, we're excited about uh, brisket, burgers, and, uh, and wood-fired pizza. Everything's live-fire barbecue at the joint. We use hardwood and charcoal, no gas grills, no pellet smokers. It's the real deal and uh we've got a new fire table out there that's where our burgers are going to come off of so that's a new addition to the joint this year uh my crew is uh well my crew is lean but we're we're ready to to work hard and have some fun so that'll be uh it'll be tasty
0: hey ted last year you were doing a lot of specialty pizzas and of course you had the special joint calzone and the question came up for uh, Craig and I recently what's the difference between a calzone and a panzerotti <laughs>
2: Panzerati is fried. Calzone is
0: baked.
1: Somebody said that and, to me, but I thought you could do both. I thought you could bake or fry either.
2: Well, you can. It's the same thing. Oh. Okay. Calzone is a Panzerati. Right. It's just folded dough that's filled with whatever you want. You know, pepperoni, cheese, tomato sauce, and one of them you th- drop in the deep fryer and fry it up, and the other one you, you bake in the in the oven. All right.
1: Now we have so.
2: The there you have the answer. At the joint, we have, uh, well, our, our thing is called a fatty. It looks like a joint, mm-hmm. and it's filled with eight ounces of uh, smoked brisket, caramelized onions, smoked mozzarella and regular mozzarella cheeses, uh, some roasted poblano peppers with not spicy, and we roll it up to look like a joint. When it comes out of the wood-fired oven, we dip the one end in uh, a special white sauce that we make, and then we roll it in flaming Hot Cheetos so it looks like the heater of a joint. <laughs>
1: that's great. So that, uh,
2: that's our novelty calzone. And it weighs, it, it's 12 inches long. And it weighs uh, probably close to a pound. Wow. So it, it's a piece. It's a
1: feed. It is, a, it is certainly a joint that you don't Bogart all to yourself. That's a... <laughs> no, no, no. It's for sharing. It's for sharing. It That's certainly it. is. Uh, Lucky and I were looking at your Instagram uh, profile, and you had posted a video of uh, somebody asking you the question about what would your meal be, your last meal, if you were on death row? And what I love about your answer is it went on for so long that at one point you said in the middle of it, I'd have to grow throw up so I could get another three <laughs> courses. I <laughs> That's it, man. Well, you know, if you're going to have, this is your
2: last meal, you better make it a good one. And, and really, um, it should start at breakfast and work its way through lunch and afternoon <laughs> snack and then into dinner. And then you can take the life and call it a day. Yeah. Just let me go out with a big, happy smile. But, yeah, you know, you, you, everything in moderation a little bit, except Jack Daniels.
1: <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, so you've got steak on there, lobster, a couple of cheeseburgers, fried chicken, bacon and eggs. You'd want your own grill because, of course, you'd want to cook yourself, right. obviously. A, a prison chef isn't going to be able to do it. And then you've got ice cold beer, tequila, bourbon. You're having yourself a hell of a feast. Now, let me ask you this, Teddy. Uh, of course, yeah. you wouldn't want the prison chef to cook for you. But if you're on death row, chances are you couldn't cook for yourself. If there was a chef living or dead, that you would want to cook your last meal? Is there a, still a chef that you admire and look up to, somebody that you would want to uh, cook all of that for you for the last time?
2: Oh, that's a good question. Who would I Who would I want? Well, for uh, you know what? For shits and giggles, let's have Guy Fieri come and do it. Oh, that would be all right.
1: That
2: would be, right? yeah. be good. He'd put on a good, put on a good show, uh, but you know what? If I was going to go the classic French route, I'd, I'd probably like Paul Bocuse to cook for me or uh, one of the classics like Paul Prudhomme. You know, those, those are my favorite chefs out there. Um, but really, if I had to just go, I'd, I'd probably call my buddy Olaf up and I'd say, Olaf, I'd like you to cook for me nice. And because uh, Olaf does a great job. So, nice. you know, he's a good friend and, and I'd let him do
1: that. Well, the, right. divorce, the, the divorce lawyer who makes breakfast could at least start the day. <laughs> oh,
2: she'd be celebrating. She'd be there going, last day. That's it. He's done. Here's the shot and the beer and call it a day. I'm not cooking for him. And it's after, over.
1: And after that question, somewhere Christian Pritchard is crying. <laughs> 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 he
0: didn't include
1: me. All right, uh. He's a thing of beauty, our Christian. And you're a thing of beauty. The joint is a thing of beauty. It's opening tomorrow. How can people get a hold of you? It's up at Eldorado Golf Course in Brooklyn.
2: That's it. You're going to find me at the joint. And so uh, check us out at uh, Ted Grills on social media. And we'll take it from there. and Make it tasty. Rock Mornings with With Craig and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.